buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. Welcome to The Sales Hustle, the only no BS podcast where we bring you the real, raw, uncut experiences from sales change makers across various industries. The only place where you can get what you're looking for to up your sales game. Today's episode is brought to you by SalesCast. SalesCast helps sales professionals transform the relationship building process and win their dream clients. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. All right, what is happening, sales hustlers? Welcome to another episode. I've got a fantastic guest for you today. As always, I'm going to be chatting here with Dylan Ali, who I have had the pleasure of interviewing before. He is building out a virtual sales team. He's a speaker, um, and I'm going to let you tell, tell, let him tell you a little bit about his story, and we're going to talk about some of the exciting things that he's working on. Uh, Dylan, th- thank you so much for coming on today. Welcome to the show. Man, Colin, again, thank you so much. It's a great honor to be back here for a second time, man. A lot of change, right? A lot has changed in between the last time we chatted and now. And um, we're living right in the middle of this COVID world. And so, you know, thank you for the great introduction. Myself now wearing an old hat, right? Spent 25 years in the corporate space and corporate IT sales in particular. And as I took the the initiative to move out on my own to speak and just set stages on fire this year, um, you know, the situation that is COVID kind of put a damper on that, right? So we've had more stages canceled and we've had book. The good news is we've had a lot of stages rebooked for the next year. What's really cool about it is in that journey itself, and while I was really even caught up in my own ego of thinking that I was failing, mm. it literally just led to a conversation with a friend of mine that said, hey, we're building this great organization over here. There's an opportunity to make great money. Why don't you come sell for me for a couple months, six months, whatever the case is. And then post-COVID, you can go back to doing your thing. Um, I know you're an old hat. I know you have a great skill set. So why don't you come lend some value here? Mm. Now, so, there was a little bit of judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. I think a lot of people are, you know, moving around. Things are changes. You know, changes are happening. Um, a lot of people are maybe in a role, in a place, doing something that maybe they didn't plan doing because COVID hit, and you know, it's not going away. You know, um, and right. you know, we're living in a, a very different uh, world than than a lot of people may may have imagined. Now. Something that I think is important to, to, to talk about is, you know, you are very consistent with your brand, your content, you know, putting things out there. How do you think that helped position you, you know, for somebody to be like, hey, that's, that's the guy that we want to join our team and help us build out, that, build out this team? I think it played 100%, man. Um, it's about consistency, right? 
it is the old how you do one thing is how you do everything. And if you looked at, you know, I often challenge people, right? And I say, go look at any of my social platforms, IG, LinkedIn, you know, personal, professional, however you want to, however you want to label them. Go look at the way that I am at church, at school, at play with my family. And what you'll find is consistency across the board. Um, as I was even chatting with one of my reps the other day, I said, you know, what I really love about the opportunity and what it is that we're building here is that I can show up every day and just be unapologetically me. Mm. And the owner of the company's bought in, the leadership is bought in, and they just let me do the wacky dialing thing. And guess what? People respond to it. We're growing leaps and bounds. We're putting up numbers on the board. We're crushing our sales goals, and it's a thing that I really preach about all the time, right? Your inner greatness is who you are. It's not what you do. And a little tidbit, so many of us are really ashamed of certain aspects of ourselves, but what I really like to tell people is those pieces that you're really trying to hide from everyone, those are really your superpowers. Mm. And for me, it's just showing up in all the glory that is Dylan Ali with the beard, the earrings, the the hand tattoos, the craziness, right? Because it's all a package. And, you know, for me, like I talked about earlier, um, there was a little bit of judgment into going back into the sales world. But I also realized that it's something that I've really honed in on for years and years and years. And as much as speaking and coaching is part of my repertoire, sales is a big piece of that. And so stepping into this role and wearing the hat or this chapter, I think not only to later on i can talk to you about using things like gong and sales loft and other tools that are out there that would really help in my own personal business at a later date right but if i didn't walk into it with wide, with eyes wide open i wouldn't recognize the gifts and i wouldn't recognize the bits and pieces that could serve me at a higher level so i really just embrace and let go of the judgment of you know who i'm supposed to be or what i'm supposed to be doing and i found an opportunity to lend my greater skill set to something much bigger than myself. And so, like I said, you know, I think our company is probably going to do about 20 mil this month. And we've got marching orders to build this bad boy to about 50 million per month. And so I'm leading the charge on that with the BDR team and we're building some killers. Yeah. Man. Wow. That's all right. So I think a couple things that kind of stand out, right? So uh, an important piece, especially for people that, you know, might've gotten let go because of COVID and things like that. Um, you know, don't just go into a shell and, and, and stop being active on your platforms, right? Because, you know, there's going to be people that resonate with you that that accept you for exactly who you are in all of it that are like, that's the person that we want on our team. And when you're consistent across all platforms and really genuine, authentic with, you know, who you are, show up as you're, you know, as you are, um, it shows and it makes a big difference and people feel like they already know you. And it's like, you know, a lot of people, because they've been consistent on social media, are finding jobs very quickly when there's a lot of people that weren't active, haven't built a network and they're just really don't know what to do. I think that you hit the nail on the head, man. That's so key right now, especially in today's world where, you know, we can't go play golf. We can't go hang out at networking events. We can't go to happy hour. I think it's so important to keep that um, that personal side alive on your on whatever platforms it is that you so choose, right? And it's Dale Carnegie 101. People buy from, you know, you know 70% of the time it's because of you or the price, 70% of you. 
Dale Carnegie 101 again says build a no like trust factor and when you look at my strategy on social it's been build a no like trust factor you know I remember Friday night I'm, I'm on the phone with the owner of the company and we're kind of negotiating through what the package looks like and as we're talking through it he's and he's getting ready to get off the phone he says oh I really like your stuff on LinkedIn right and that's when I knew it was a done deal because I had already established that brand I'd already built a no like trust factor. I mean, I'd worked for the guy for three weeks at this point, right? He didn't know me mm. from Adam, but because of my content, he knew who I was and he knew what I brought to the table. And I always say, you know, we hire you for what you know and we fire you for mm. who you are, right? And so any issues or any anything that would be a potential roadblock, you know, senior leadership already had insight to the type of person that I am. They already have insight to how I articulate the things that are most important to me. And so it was very easy to see that my morals and values were much in alignment with his. And it was a very easy yes. Yeah, that that's a huge that's a huge point, sales hustlers. Listen up, you know, just make sure that your brand that you're showing online matches who you are offline, you know, and it will serve you well. Because if who you are online and who you are offline, maybe it's enough to get you that next gig, but not something that's going to last very long. No, it's, you know, I, I often talk about wearing masks, right? And so many of us, when we go to work, we feel like we have to wear this mask to gain the approval of our peers, of our bosses, you know, really to even just quote unquote own our career. And, and I say, take the mask off is when you really get the ownership of your career, because Here's the thing, if I had to show up every day, working 12 hours a day, building out this team and pretending to be something that I'm not, that would oh, be yeah. so exhausting. But the fact that I just know who I am and I'm going all in on that, yeah, it's a crazy pace. I keep telling my team every week, guys, we're about to turn the notch up one dial. And they go, hey, we're already running at 120%. I go, there's a lot left in the tank. It's up to me to help you find that, mm. right? But when you can be in alignment, and alignment is simply being your best, doing you without having to, you know, change that character, if you will, for anyone else. Because what we get out of alignment is we might be doing a great job in the work, but if we're pretending to be someone that we're not, that can be really, really heavy. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, it, I, you know, I've, I've talked about this with others before is, you know, being your best self professionally means you got to do some work personally. Right. You can't show up as your best professional self if you're not really taking care of your mental, spiritual well-being uh, on a consistent basis and being true and being authentic and having that, um, you know, having uh, that integrated integration between who you are online and offline and that integration of who you are personally and professionally. Um, and, and that can be, like you said, very exhausting. Um, so I want to shift gears just a little bit because I think that you have some, some uh, you know, some things that you're working on that could be really beneficial to a lot of sales leaders out there. Um, you know, for the people that maybe are trying to build a new team and do it virtually, or people that maybe have had a team and have shifted to virtual, you know, and maybe are struggling. So you know, what what do you tell those folks? What are you what are you seeing that's working, and what sort of you know advice do you have for for those type of people? Absolutely. My biggest challenge right now is building a virtual call center, right? Um, you know, growing up in the call center world myself, you know, you've got a couple hundred folks with half cubes and you got, you know, 
one manager on each crew on each row you've got a vp or a gm you know kind of looking at the cue board and and it's a it's a hustle right it's a hustle and it's a grind so how do we build culture not only to accommodate that speed and cadence if you will but now how do we do it virtually mm. so basics right i still have an 845 huddle every morning with my team on zoom i think that's so key right being able to see faces um, getting that pump session going for the day, having people articulate their goals for the day, right? Um, calling people out that have done great things. I, I strongly believe in, you know, praising the team as much as you can. So for me, it's that, you know, it's little things like, um, you know, we want to send, again, we're working through this stuff, but we want to send out our new hires, right? A, a logoed mug, a t-shirt, a new webcam, things like that. You know, the, the tools package for yesterday was much different, mm -hmm. right? Um, you can't just assume that everyone has a good webcam today. So, you know, a new hire tool package like that would be great. Guess what? We're all sitting behind our desk at home and we're all probably drinking coffee all day, way more than we're drinking in the office likely, right? So, you know, little things like that to build morale, build culture. I think the other key thing is um, a very pungent amount of accountability. I think accountability is so key in building culture, not only in that, but in the BDR, SDR world, right? When you look at the organizations, we're simply a reflection of a spreadsheet, right? Any successful BDR and SDR organization is really built around predictive or predictable revenue. And we know that if we have X amount of reps, you know, doing X amount of cadences out of Salesforce, or if you're using Connect and Sell or whatever it is you're using, right? And we stick to the script and we ask the right questions and we add some personality around it and we add some sales flavor around it, that every time we dial 100 calls for the day, we should get two to three leads. Then we take the gross profit on that and then we add it per head. We take a look at, you know, a 30, 40% conversion rate. We can tell you based on the number of heads that I have, how much revenue we're going to do walking into next month. And so with that being said, it's very mechanical. So how do you build culture around that? And I think culture is really built with, again, showcasing everyone, putting everyone in their best light, but also the accountability piece. It's so easy to get lazy, right? Because we don't have peers sitting next to us. And so I think it's really building confidence and building culture. That's the key thing. Yeah. So what, how, all right. So, you know, doing your, doing your, your morning huddle, you know, getting people pumped up for the day, how do you create culture virtually and how do you keep, you know, how do you do your best part to keep folks motivated throughout the day when there isn't that manager, that GM, that VP walking up and down the aisle, making sure that, you know, people are pounding the phones. I think number one, it has to do with hiring the right people, right? It's looking for the right qualities, the intangibles. Um, I can hire a bunch of people that went to SDR school or have been doing this for years and years and years. Um, that's not really the main skill set I'm looking for, right? Today, we're looking for much different skill sets. Um, it's crazy because I actually have several entrepreneurs on my team. Um, right now, you know, guys that have uh, that have businesses in the rock climbing world to fitness, right? And I think we've all been impacted, like mm. you said about this. But the way that I really pitch it to them, and the way that I build culture is, I find a way 
to integrate the thing that we are doing here with the thing that's important to them. So like I shared with you earlier, many of the tools that I use in my, that I would use in my business to go get speaking gigs or coaching clients, things like that, you know, I'm using those tools today. So how great would it be, you know, after I go back to just speaking 100%, right? That I have a couple of VAs that are calling out a sales loft, following a script, all my calls are, you know, um, recorded in Gong, and even the ones that say no, it's no big deal because all I have to do is go back in the Gong, listen to the objection resolution, tweak my sales folks, and then write the offer based on what's most important mm. to the customer. All right, so that's that's an interesting so that's an interesting strategy, right? So what I hear you're saying is a lot of people on this virtual team are self motivated people based on the fact that they're maybe entrepreneurial yes. type people that whatever it is they do as an entrepreneur may be put on hold, almost similar to yourself, right? You know, speaking gigs got canceled. Yes. You had to put your sales hat back on, but at heart you're entrepreneurial. So you have that self-motivation that not everybody has. So building a remote virtual team those are some, you know, very specific skill sets that you're looking for in these people. But being able to tie that back into how it's going to benefit them when they can get back to maybe what it is they love doing or that lights them up. Like you're going to acquire some skills under under this leadership, under what we're trying to do here, which is helping people that you can use to grow your own business or your own entrepreneur journey once maybe this chapter is over. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, we are, <clears throat> the last 25 years of my career, I've seen a lot of startups, right? And I can tell you, I know what good looks like and feels like, and this is good, right? We are, we are exploding, we're bursting at the seams, yet we're keeping up. And a lot of times in the startup space, um, you know, you can barely keep up, but we seem to be keeping up and we seem to be able to predict our revenue based on based on all of these factors that we have in place. So for me, it's a plug and play. And the thing that I sell my people on is not the company, but on me. Right. Here's what you're going to get when you come to work here. You're going to get a badass leader that's going to teach you and cultivate you and help you grow. And at the end of the day, we can all mm -hmm. go sell widgets right widgets are widgets but i think for me as a leader it's important i tell my folks all the time there are two things that everything i ask you to do revolves around two things number one how do you maximize your compensation and number two how do you advance your career everything i ask you to do when i ask you to make a hundred dollars a day when i ask you to give me reporting when i ask you to change your sales approach it's to maximize your comp plan and to help get you to that next level. So one of the things that I do to create culture, it's very important for me in the very beginning to understand what the motivation what the motivation is for my folks. Where do you want to go? I'm literally having career discussions with them on day one, day two, because I need to show them that at the end of the day, if this is my commit to you, that I'm taking those actions necessary. Now, I always say that, you know, kind and honest may not always look nice because I've got to get into your grill sometimes and help motivate you from a different angle. But at the end of the day, if you recognize that everything we're marching to is to maximize your comp and to get you promoted or to set you up for whatever that next move is, 
that's why I'm seeing the success in my culture being built mm. right now. So go going, getting getting pretty personal on, on even in the hiring process of what their long term goals are, what you know lights them up, what motivates them, what their plans are, and really identifying if that's you know something that you can use to get them to hit those goals. And that's kind of a that's that's an Absolutely. important factor to whether they're going to be somebody who's coachable or somebody that you can lead. Well, that's the thing. It serves multi-purposes, right? Number one, it's getting that connection on a deep personal level, like I always talk about, because I think when we can connect, we can close more. But the flip side of it, too, is I really want to recognize like where they are mentally. And like you said, what I want to what I want to do is I want to I also want to understand um, potential roadblocks in the future. Is this someone that I'm going to have to go explain everything to every mm. day? Is this someone that, you know, can take the initiative and reach out to operations without bloating, blowing them up, you know, 10 emails mm. in a row, right? So those are the intangibles that I look for when I look for someone that I can work with. And then I simply, it's, again, it's the psychology of selling. If I know what's important to you and what your motivators are, then I can motivate you. If I don't know what those are, then I'm just shooting in the dark. And at the pace that we're moving and at the cadence that we have, I don't have time to slow down for hiccups. So I've got to do that work up front. And then it's just a matter of plugging them into the engine. Listen, I set a very, very um, rigid framework of what it looks like. I don't sell it short. I tell everyone, you come to work for me, you come to work for this company, it's a grind. We're hustling every mm -hmm. day. But... You know what? I've got 25 years of this shit behind me, and it's part of my DNA. So I may be able to hit 10, 12-hour days, day in, day out. I'm not going to expect that that's what you're going to be able to do out the gate. But to be successful in this business, it's going to have to go beyond 8 to 5. Do you have that capacity? So now when we're doing, you know, last night I had, I had my team. I think it was 9 o'clock at night. My East Coast guys were making calls to Hawaii. Yeah. Right? So are you willing to show up and put in your 40 hours, which is what I consider the buy-in, but then all the cash is really made outside of the 40 hours, right? Are you willing to go above and beyond? And those are the things that I'm looking for. You said it, right? I'm, liter I'm literally looking for skill or will. I can teach yeah. you the skill. I just need to make sure you have the will. So I think anyone that's building a team that's virtual like this, anyone that's looking at building culture in a virtual space, it's so important to have the right hires up front. That really makes it a lot easier on you as a leader in creating that vision. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I'm gonna you know assume sometimes, sometimes you you hope you make the right decision in the hiring process doesn't always work out. How do you address that? You know, in a virtual setting, and how do you you know tug on those people that need a little extra you know motivation to keep them going? Um, in, in a virtual, you know, virtual world that we're in. Yeah, absolutely. So number one, the data does not lie, right? So having the tools and resources where I can see, I can see how many calls are being made, how many emails are going out. If people are following the cadences, I can jump into Gong and listen to calls. I can jump into live on SalesLoft and listen to live calls. I can do a whisper <clears throat> in calls to coach and things like that. So with all of those pieces, if I have someone that's not really on the straight and narrow, if you will, I'm going to utilize those tools. And I would do this in a physical call center as well. Documentation is key, right? 
I often tell my guys, I'm like, listen, if you start seeing our CEO and our VP copied on some emails, you, you might want to mm -hmm. tighten up your game a little bit, right? Um, because <clears throat> you know those are the pressure points that's important to them, and I've got to execute to it. Now, with that being said, I also believe that the organization is a reflection of leadership. So when my organization does well, it means I'm doing a good job of leading them. When they don't do well, it means that I'm doing a bad job of leading them, and that's on me. So I say give them the praise when they're doing well mm. and take it on the chin when they're not. So by doing that, I think I set the precedence that, you know, I put it out there and I stick to my word. So I, I put my neck on the line for them. At the end of the day, my job is to mitigate the noise from upper leadership to my folks so they can do the things they want to do. And then on the same token, it's about the the accountability piece. We all have that accountability conversation up front. And now it's like, okay, I'm going to coach you. I'm going to coach you softly. I'm going to coach you with a lot of empathy. I'm going to send you a follow-up to make sure we're on the same page. As a matter of fact, one simple thing, like just getting my team to adhere to a calendar. I send it all out to them. I sent an email out after one of our morning huddles, and I said, here's what I need from you guys. I need everyone to respond back all in. So now I have 11 people, or at that time my team was smaller, I have 11 emails or whatever it is that they've committed to it. So now, Colin, when you're not committed or you're not following your calendar, I can come to you and say, Colin, you told me I, that you were all in. Here's the email. What has changed? Right? So it really is no different than if you were in a physical call center, but I think it really has to follow a flow of documentation. At the end of the day, I always, I don't lead with the stick right? A soft wand maybe, right? And so, you know, we'll create some magic. We'll do some tweaking. Um, we'll be very empathetic, but by no means am I going to stay in that zone because I do believe that we all have the ability to jump into different aspects of who we are. And sometimes I kind of need to tap into that badass warrior in your face aspect. Yeah. Right? And some people respond that. better to that, but Obviously, I think you know this, and it sounds like yeah. you you understand. You know, everybody has to be led differently, right? Not there's not one method that works for any one individual, and really getting to know them personally and and being able to coach them properly means you know knowing them and what works. And you know, I think where a lot of leaders tend to fail is thinking that there's one way that works for all. You know, it's a lot easier to lead. It's a lot easier to lead in that blanket. Um, approach. And especially in this world, you know, there's, there's a percentage of trick rate, right? In any sales organization, there's a, there's a level of attrition that's expected. But I say, what if we invest in our people, like over invest in our people and really feel them, really help them to make, help, help them to feel wanted, included, invested in, you know, I tell my team all the time, listen, I'm going to pour into you as much as I can all that I can. As a matter of fact, I want to overpour into you. But the only way that I can mm. do that is if my own cup is filled. And so one thing I, you know, I coattail on is that a lot of leaders, even though they're taking that blanket approach, they're not even taking time for themselves. And they're trying to pour out of an empty cup. And especially when you take that blanket approach, it becomes very frustrating. And so you pour and pour and pour, and your cup is still empty. So for me, it's so important to fill my own cup every day so right, and be mindful time. of what you're filling your cup with, right?
Yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Dylan, it's been uh, fantastic having you on here. I think this is a really important topic that a lot of people are probably looking for, you know, uh, clarity on and, and maybe struggling with. So I think it will benefit a lot of you know people that are looking to scale a virtual team, build a virtual team, switch to a virtual team. Uh, before I let you go, uh, just appreciate you. Thanks for coming on and let folks know where they can connect with you um, or anything else you want to let them know. Absolutely, man. You can find out what's going on in the latest and greatest with Dylan Ali at DylanAli.net. Um, you know, still got the content engine going on LinkedIn, so hit me up on LinkedIn. And you can also follow me on IG for a little bit more of the personal stuff at Dylan D A Ali. So I appreciate it, man. Oh, uh, yeah, appreciate it. Thanks so you. much. And if you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, share with your friends, and we're listening for your feedback. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sales Hustle. Are you a sales professional looking to take your sales career to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go over to salescast.co. Check us out. And if you feel that you are ready, set up a time to talk with me and my co-founder, Chris. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends.